Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is episode 12, Growing Self-Love and Profits with Hayley Burkhead. Hello and welcome to the Erin May Henry Show. I am your host, mentor and friend Erin, and I'm here to teach you how to show up and feel confident to be unapologetically yourself and get paid for it. This podcast is all about personal branding, and we dive deep into topics such as mindset, growing a global community, social media marketing, and building your online empire. If this is our first time meeting, then welcome my beautiful friend. I am so incredibly excited to have you here. When I'm not podcasting, you can usually find me on my YouTube channel, all about business and mindset, hanging with my community in the May Collective Facebook group, or of course, drinking a wine somewhere down in sunny Australia all of which you are totally welcome to join me. If you're ready to shake things up and step up to the plate as the game changer that you were created to be, then this is the podcast for you. So let's jump in to today's episode. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode. I hope that you're having an absolutely fabulous day so far. So I'm thrilled to be bringing you today's episode because what I did was actually chat with Haley from The Profit Planner, and she is such an inspiration. She's seriously going to break any of the excuses that you are too young to grow a successful and profitable business. And she also talks about the importance of self-love and how it's so crucial if you are growing a business and specifically working from home, as well as how to actually create a profitable business. This was such an insightful chat. We did talk really in depth about entrepreneurship, and I'm really excited to share it with you right now. Hi, Haley. Thank you so much for joining me on the show today. Uh, thanks so much for having me, Erin. So Haley and I actually just did a podcast interview for her amazing podcast. We actually talked all about YouTube and my workflow and productivity and how to basically just manage putting out a lot of content, which was a lot of fun. So thank you for also having me on your podcast. Yes, I loved it. Thanks so much for coming on. Pleasure. So Haley and I actually met, I think it was, were you saying November last year? It must've been when... Yeah, it was about November. So yourself and Liz White did this amazing online summit for CEO girl bosses, basically, where you just got a bunch of amazing speakers together and it ran over two days, wasn't it? With just speakers. And yeah, that's awesome. And I was lucky enough to be featured as one of the speakers. And we had an awesome interview all about YouTube as well back then. Um, But Haley is also the host of an amazing podcast where she does some awesome, awesome interviews. And I'm really excited to jump in and talk to you today about more so growing your brand. But particularly, I wanted to really touch upon how you go and reach out for those opportunities and those collaborations, because that is a huge part of growing a personal brand and networking is just being fearless enough to just basically reach out to people and grow that network. So that's what I'm excited to jump in and talk to you about today. But For those of you who are just maybe meeting you for the first time, can you walk us through a little bit about your journey and what you do with your business and your podcast and how you kind of got to where you are today? 
Of course. If you haven't met me yet, well, then I am so excited that we are meeting. I'm Haley. I founded the Profit Planner Lounge where we get to help women who run online businesses specifically with profit planning. So that is what we do all day, every day. It's so fantastic. So if you never heard of profit planning, what it is, is let's say you want to make $100,000 this year. So what we do is we map it out to how that's actually going to make your day-to-day life look like on a color-coded calendar. So it's great because, you know, you always hear quarterly plans, this and that. Well, this is a little bigger stuff than just making a quarterly plan, right? Like you're actually making your revenue goals inevitable by making a profit plan. So that's what we do inside the Profit Planner Lounge, along with a lot of other great stuff like prioritizing money-making tasks. Um, so that is that is what I'm all about. With, with, I mean, with the profit planning, is that something that you do one-on-one with clients or is it more of like a membership type program? Yeah. Yeah. And they're actually pretty cheap calls. I do $200 one-on-one calls. So they're really inexpensive and we create your entire profit plan from scratch. That's awesome. That's awesome. And then, so you've got the podcast as well. Is that, so on your podcast, I know you do a lot of interviews. How does that kind of interconnect with the business? Yeah. The Profit Planner podcast is, is so great. I think with the podcast, it's really big on creating that audience of raving fans. Like my listeners and I, we just have this connection. It's great. It's like, I know them on a personal basis. I really get to know them on Instagram. Uh, I, I like directing my podcast traffic to a social media platform that's building community because that way I can know what's going on in their life. So I feel like I have a, a really deep connection with my listeners on my podcast. And that's how I bring in traffic. That's how people really get to know me and trust me. Because you know, if you, if you see my picture, I'm a 23-year-old woman. I am very young. And so when you're hearing, oh, you're giving business advice, you kind of have to prove yourself a little bit, to be honest. Yeah. And so that's what my podcast is all about. I'm proving myself to you like, hey, I know a lot and I am here to serve you. And so that's, that's really what the, my podcast has done for me. I love that. Being so young, I mean, that's such an incredible accomplishment that you've already been able to create a name for yourself, an amazing business for yourself. But I just want to touch upon something you said because I think that's so important about you feeling like you have to prove yourself and that you do know your stuff. And it is just the world that we do live in. You do have to know your stuff if you are going to stand out as a personal brand. How, like, I mean, how did you get into planning and how have you really come to master this as a topic? I think my big wake-up call in business was whenever I was so miserable, I was isolated, I was stuck at making maybe a thousand, two thousand dollars a month, which is nothing to live on, you know. And and I was, I was honest, I was just miserable. I was a miserable person. I was a solopreneur who had a terrible mindset about business. I know Aaron is fantastic about mindset. My mindset was so, so far from where it should be. And so what I did was I took a full-time job because I had to escape. I, I kind of blamed entrepreneurship for how miserable I was, to be honest. And so I took this full-time job in an agency where I did a lot of account executive work. I worked with big Facebook ad budgets. It was fun, but I mean, you know, I'm an entrepreneur at my core. That's who I am. And so I was never content with this job. I, with entrepreneurship, you just can't be right. And so I built my business and I had to be really strategic on how my business was built now that I had this job. And so what I came up with was profit planning. That's exactly what I did is because I only allowed myself to work maybe 10 to 15 hours a week on my business. 
And I wanted to generate a business that made five figures a month of 10 to 15 hours a week. And so that was my goal. And so the way I did that was profit planning. I, I worked backwards. I created a whole entire six phase system, which I now teach the 90 day profit system. Um, but that's really what spurred me on is when you put those time constraints on yourself, you have to make it work. You know, like I told myself, okay, I know I was miserable with being a solopreneur and I was living alone. But now that I have this job, I told myself I can't get out of this job until I prove it to myself that I am not going to be a miserable person if I leave this job again. And actually, update, two years later, (laughs) I quit my job like last week. So um, I proved to myself. Yeah. And you know, I was recording an episode about it this morning. And I think a lot of it was that I had to learn to love myself again. So when I was being a solopreneur and... You know, a lot, I know a lot of you that listen to the show, you know, if you're an extrovert like me, being isolated and working from home, is just lonely. And I ended up hating myself and I didn't realize I did, but I, I was not a fun person. Like I didn't want to even be around myself. So I think I kind of got to escape myself by going into the office. And now I've learned over the past two years of having this job and profit planning, I've, I've really learned to love myself and love being alone. And I'm okay with it now. Yeah, I absolutely love that. And I mean, this has gone down a completely different direction, but I love when this happens because I think that's such an important topic to talk about because so many entrepreneurs, and I've struggled with that, I've spoken about this so many times, just the loneliness of working at home and that feeling of having no polarity, you know, the exciting things, the really shitty things that do happen, Mm -hmm. they all kind of just blend into one very mundane emotion when you've got nobody to share them with and you're just by yourself every single day, the highs, the lows all just become very gray is how I kind of explain it. But how are you, so, so now having quit your job, what are your, what are the practices then that you've put into place to kind of keep that sanity still working at home? What's, what's a day in the life are you going to look like now? Yeah. So I reached out to my community for help on this. Honestly, um, I have gotten thousands of pieces of advice of virtual co-working spaces. So I'm going to start doing that. Um, I'm going to take myself on dates now. I'm go and that. you know this is this is all about like a self love discovery you know because I thought okay what is something that I always told myself I couldn't have Lulu lemon leggings that sounds so dumb but I've always told myself no Haley we were I'm raised in the South so you go to the clearance rack on things you don't buy things that are expensive and so I've always told myself that I would be kind of snobby if I bought those because that's kind of the stigma here. And it's like, no, I'm not. I'm just loving myself. Like, that's what I want. So I'm going to get it. So I'm going to take myself on a date. I'm going to go to Lululemon. I'm going to drive an hour to the store and I'm going to go get my nails done. I'm going to go get a massage. Like, I've, I've never had a massage before, ever. Really? Yeah. I've never gone to a spa before. Like I've never had that time with myself. So now I'm going to only be working. My plan is right now three to four days a week and that's it. And the rest of the time I'm going to take my dogs to the park. I'm going to take myself on dates and I'm, I'm, I'm honestly really excited about it. I think it, I think honestly, this route of a job, I think it helped me. I think I needed two years to discover myself, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So I love that. And I absolutely love, first of all, the leverage that you got on yourself in the first place to make it happen, because I think too many people are just procrastinating and just don't give themselves any leverage. They don't give themselves that kind of ammunition for actually making it work. And you saying to yourself, well, I'm not leaving this job until I make it work is so great. So you, you didn't give yourself an out until 
it was your reality, which I absolutely love. And then obviously having such balance and alignment for what you're doing now and making sure you're really doing it right. But I mean, you do a lot of stuff. I mean, the podcast, Mm -hmm. the business, creating courses, how do you get all of that done and still give yourself the time to treat yourself or how are you planning to do that? Yeah. Well, you know, I'm, I'm, a productivity person. So I love talking about this. I think one I want to say is I have a team now. I have an amazing team. I have, I used to have four people on my team. I only have two now. So I used to run an agency last year and now I only run this membership site. So my whole entire focus is the profit planner lounge. And I have a customer support manager and a podcast manager. And I could not ask for a better team. So that really does help. And I know not everyone has that capability of having a team yet, but I want to preface it with that. But um, Asana, I'm really big on project management. And I know Aaron uses Trello. So I use Asana and I have an entire project management system that runs on autopilot, basically. And it's, it's great. That's great. Um, I've done a lot of prioritizing my tasks. So I use this method called the SOA method where I've systemized, outsourced, and automated. That's what the SOA stands for. Systemized, outsourced, and automated my entire business. And I've created a plan, workflows, and recurring routines based on those high-priority money-making tasks that I've identified with the SOA method. And then I also use profit planning, which I talked about, um, every quarter. So I do a lot of profit plans with people. And then I also plan for myself every quarter. Oh, I love that so much. It's just such a perfect example for so many people because there is a lot of information and I speak a lot about the time that, you know, it does take obviously sacrifice and hard work in the beginning, which is what you did. You had a full-time job and you made it work before, I'm sure before you could bring on a team, there was a lot more work involved, but you're the perfect example. And for someone who is so young as well of, if you do that, if you put in that hard work and sacrifice, you can get to the point where you're buying yourself luxury items, if that's what you so desire and having the time to walk your dog, take yourself on dates and all of this stuff, which is the dream for so many of us, but it doesn't happen on day one, which I think is a huge lesson here. You know, it does take that kind of work in the beginning. Um, I agree. And, you know, I think something to keep in mind too, was that at the beginning, like I could have easily quit. I didn't even need my job. You know, I could have just probably gotten more clients and and made enough. But I knew for me, I was self-aware enough. I know Aaron and I love Gary Vee and he always talks about self-awareness. I was self-aware enough to know that I needed an office environment to get my self recalibrated. And then also I I knew about myself that I was just a workaholic. I love to work. I don't not want to work. Like working three days a week, four days a week to me does not sound fun. Like I want to be working six days a week. That's who I am. But I know that for me, I want to try it out to where I'm only working three to four days a week to see what my life looks like and to see if I like it. You know, like I want to test these things out, but be self-aware enough to know when to stop too. Yeah. That was my problem. Absolutely. And I think something really important on that as well is you might be the type of person who absolutely loves to work and that's great, but sometimes you do need to take a step back. But on the the other side of the coin to that is you might be the type of person who doesn't like to work so much oh, and yeah. you need to step it up because you can't just give in to the fact of, oh, I'm a hard worker. I want to work all the time because you'll burn out or feel sad like you did or, oh, I'm just not the type of person who works hard. Well, you won't get things done. It's got to no. be a little bit of a mix of both of those. You're an entrepreneur. Sometimes you just got to roll up your sleeves and get down to it, honestly. And if you don't want to work, there might be an underlying problem there to begin with. Like for me, I'm always so inspired. And not always. I don't want to say always, but 
right now I'm only working when I'm really inspired with what I'm doing. And I have my checklist. I know what I need to be doing to make, to make that consistent baseline income that I have because of my profit plan. But other than that, I only work when I'm inspired because I work quicker and I work more passionately and I, my content that's going out is a lot better. So like, what does that look like for you? Who's listening? What, how can you kind of format your day to where you're really working when you're the most productive and the most inspired? I love that so much. And this is something that I'm so into really making sure. And it's something that, you know, every single person who talks about the law of attraction talks about getting into alignment, but then even more practically than that, you know, people like Tony Robbins talk about managing your state, getting yourself into the right state and working from that place of flow and working just from that place of productivity and inspiration. How do you get into that state? Is it something that you kind of have to just wait for it to come by or are you able to bring that on yourself? Yeah. So, and this is tough because I think everyone's so different, but for me, I'm a, I'm naturally an excitable person. I get excited almost on pretty much everything. I'm basically a a living (laughs) five-year-old. I I do get excited and passionate over a lot of things in my business, but you know, something that I do. So like, for instance, after this podcast interview, since I'm an extrovert, my energy is going to be at an all time high. So I'm going to record the intro for my podcast with Aaron that I did on the profit. Oh, you can hear my dogs. I'm sorry. (laughs) On the profit planner podcast. I'm going to record that right after because my energy is an all time high. So I know that that task needs to be done at that time. But I, what I heard on a podcast was from someone who isn't like me, who isn't easily excitable. They might be an introvert who has their energy drained, right? So if you're like that, then an exercise that I heard was close your eyes and imagine what you're about to do and the result of it. And then get excited about that. Like already put yourself in that state and imagine you're doing it and just transition your mind to that. And take, I would say maybe take 60 seconds, two minutes, three minutes or so to do that. Get yourself excited in that state and then work on it. Oh my God. I love that. Such a great tip. So doing stuff in the moment, doing stuff when you know, and I think that comes back to that self-awareness piece as well is know the times for you where you're going to be in the best energy, you're going to be in the best flow and doing the tasks that are going to move your business forward in those states. Yes, exactly. I love that. I love that. So just to draw it back then just a little bit, that was such a great talk. And I think that is going to be so inspirational for so many people who are really trying to figure out or navigate their way through and maybe, you know, aren't just aware of the feelings, the states, the emotions, the negativity, the positivity that is going on. And I think the lesson from that is to just really start to get to know yourself, start to love yourself a little bit more because you'll be so much more productive. You'll be so much more happier. You'll get so much more done and you'll be so much more excitable if you know who you are and what you thrive off. Um, But just to draw it back to personal branding for a little bit. So something that you spoke about before was um, that you were an agency before you said, and now you're kind of just doing the profit lounge. With that, was that also included the transition from market beautifully to the profit planner? Yes. So I was originally market beautifully because everything centered around marketing, funnels, strategy, sales, all that awesome stuff. But what people, and you know, a lot of my audience watch my Instagram stories. That's pretty much where my audience is. And so I had, you know, thousands of people that watched my stories and 
I asked them what they thought that I did. And all of them thought that I taught productivity. I'm like, no, I'm teaching marketing. Do you not listen to the podcast every week? (laughs) But since they were watching my stories, that's what I taught. I taught productivity. I showed my color-coded calendar. I had my Asana course that was born out of people on Instagram stories wanting to see how I did my project management system. So then I just realized that as much as I like marketing, that is not what my audience is really needing and craving right now. So I had a huge transition moment because with my agency, I was honestly miserable. Now I love my coaching clients. I do coaching. I do those one-off profit calls, uh, which are always so much fun, but it's, that's a little bit different than running an agency and having clients I had a four person team that I managed, which was insane while working a full-time job. And I just, I wasn't in love with my business. I felt like my business had more control over me. So when I really transitioned to more of this profit planner brand, I just fell in love with my business again. And while falling in love with myself, you know, bringing that whole thing that I said at the beginning uh, with this profit planner brand, I feel like it's so aligned with who I am as a person. I'm a very efficient person. Um, I love time management. You know, I, I love organization and color coding and everything. And I want to bring all of these methods to that creative mind. And so it's really, it just really aligned. Yeah. I love that. And, and, and something I kind of want to touch upon then here, because I think, you know, reinvention is something that is so common amongst entrepreneurs, specifically when you are in those, I'm going to say first five years, you know, we, we evolve, we grow, we change, we find new opportunities. We get feedback from our audience like we did, and we, we change our businesses accordingly. But I think the best part about personal branding is there's not so much of an impact when that happens because people are just, they, they know you and whatever you've kind of mm-hmm. got to sell, they'll buy. But can you, can you kind of walk us through how that transition went? Like, was there a big communication piece for your audience? How did you re- effectively smooth over from being one completely different type of business to another? Yeah. So I made a big announcement. So I did kind of like a pre-launch. It This was basically, I planned it as if I would a launch, as if I would a webinar launch. Because, you know, for a smaller audience size, you still have to take this into consideration, which I rebranded when I had a smaller audience. I did not take it near as seriously. Now, now <laughs> I really had to take it seriously and make sure this communication was very smooth and seamless. So yeah. what I did was I announced it a week before I changed my username on Instagram. And I was like, oh my gosh, I have the biggest announcement, the biggest news about my business. This huge thing is changing, which was so true. It wasn't just clickbait. I was like, no, like everything is changing. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to tell you what this change is on this live video. And so I funneled as many people to this live video as possible just within a week. And I had, you know, a lot of people show up. Like I had, I mean, over hundreds of people that showed up to, to listen to this live video about my entire change and everyone was so excited. Like it went over well. Like everyone was sharing on their Instagram. Like I had people sharing, oh my gosh, Mark, it beautifully just transitioned profit planner. So they were sharing it for me. And it was just this great transition. I think whenever it aligns, it makes it so much easier too. But it was it was just it was pretty easy. I, I think that one live video did a lot. And then when I changed my username, I had a few questions after that, like, oh, you changed your username and I just answered it. I had like a copy and paste answer for that. Yeah. Um, but with my Facebook group, I did a live there. It was, it was pretty simple. 
do you think that it was made simply like, I mean, reinvention, rebranding is usually something traditionally that businesses would have spent a whole bunch of money on. It would have been quite a lengthy process, whether it was a soft launch or a hard launch, either way, Mm -hmm. there was a lot of communication. Do you think having such a relatable and, you know, you spoke about you always showing up in your Instagram stories and you're just there talking the podcast. It's it's just you at the end of the day, no matter what the business attached to that is. Do you think having that personal brand made it simpler to transition? Oh my gosh, yes. And you know, I would love to have my name. I I always recommend people have their name as their business name. I think that's so important for me. I have Haley and I have Burkehead and those two names are always misspelled. So I knew that it wasn't a smart strategic move on my end to have my name as my business name. Um, But, and that would honestly make it easier. But yeah, I have really tried to, even though my brand is Profit Planner, I've still branded everything around myself, even though it's not my name, it's my face. And so, yeah, for sure. That definitely helped. I love that. And going back then to the Instagram stories, because that's one thing with your business that I'm absolutely obsessed (laughs) with. I love all of your Instagram stories. And I love how you have this seamless marriage between your business and all of the things that you are doing with your business, not necessarily selling all the time, but just kind of showing what you do. And then you also have a lot of your personal life, Mm -hmm. your husband, the, the games, your dogs and all of that. How has that affected the growth of your like community and your business? Have you found that people are so much more connected to you and your... Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market story because you show those parts of your life? Honestly, I would say that's the cornerstone of my business. Like, I think it's that big of a deal for me. Yeah. I, I think all my, all of my audience, not going to say all, you know, but I would say at least 70% of my audience are watching my Instagram stories and they're always up to date on that. I have people that once they wake up, they immediately watch my Instagram stories and they'll DM me. Like that's their, that's part of their morning routine, you know? I've really created it to where it's a habit. I think that's important with Instagram stories is I've kind of created a culture of habit around my stories on that's the first thing you want to watch when you wake up. Um, But with that, it it is hard to balance personal life and business life. With my business, I don't try to be as salesy. Like right now, I'm in the middle of a launch for the Profit Planner Lounge. So I am a bit more, oh, hey, sign up for my free webinar. Come hang out with me in the Profit Planner Lounge. But you know, I don't, I don't want to shy away from that. I don't think you should shy away from that anyways, because by people paying you money, you're serving them in a way better way than you could for free, to be honest. So I don't think I should shy away from that. But, um, on the off times that I'm not launching something or I'm in the middle of affiliate launch and not an internal launch, then what I do is I will show behind the scenes of what I'm working on. So like right now I'm working on a creative market shop for my workflows. And so I'll show a picture or a boomerang of me creating the cover photo for my creative market shop, like stuff like that. And it keeps them up to date. Also, it's a great sales tool because people are top of mind of what you're working on. So when you're launching it three weeks later, they're like, oh my gosh, I followed her through this whole entire process of creating this creative market shop. Like, why wouldn't I buy something? I feel like I'm a part of it. And I think that's important. 
That advice is golden. Oh my gosh. It's so important when people feel, I mean, and there's obviously the kind of mindset of reciprocity people when they feel like they're a part of something they kind of almost want to give back and usually that is joining the program so that's such great advice and I think allowing people to go along with you live and creating that culture where they just are looking for your story and want to be a part of what you've got going on is such a strategic Mm -hmm. and smart move even though it might not be something that you necessarily like I need to make money from this but do Mm -hmm. you do you have do you consciously think about the division between how much business stuff you share and how much personal stuff you share or is it more just documenting your day is documenting my day I do know people I mean I think both you can be successful with I don't think one's better than the other um I know some people create like buckets so they have their life bucket and their business bucket and they only put uh, two posts from their life bucket a day and four posts from their business bucket a day I don't do that I kind of just document my day so and sometimes it probably doesn't help my strategy. So like the creative market shop, it's not going to launch in three weeks. It's going to launch in maybe a month and a half. So I'm talking about it right now because that's when it's happening. But a month and a half later, they'll probably totally forget about what they just saw on Instagram stories. So, you know, sometimes it doesn't really help strategy wise. And I don't pre-plan my Instagram stories. I really do just document. And I think people appreciate that too. So something I'd love to speak to you about then, because this is something that's been a huge consideration in my business. And when I've had clients and they, they ask about sharing so much of the journey, do you ever think about, or does it worry you at all if things change? So say, for example, you're like, I'm going to launch this product or program and you speak about it and you're working on it and then maybe it doesn't work out or it doesn't launch on time. Is there, is that something you think about or do you not think it matters? No, that happens to me all the time. Seriously. So I talked about before my membership site was actually called the 90 day profit lounge, but then it was confusing to people because they thought it was only 90 days and it was a program. And so I was talking behind the scenes about this 90 day profit lounge, getting people excited. Well, the name turned to profit planner lounge. And, you know, I did an announcement on Instagram stories. People were probably confused, but honestly, I don't think I think sometimes we just need to take action and not overthink things because overthinking causes paralysis. And I would hate for you and your business to be paralyzed because you were overthinking something when really your audience just wants to be in on behind the scenes and kind of like the the details. They feel like an insider, you know? I love that. And I think it's such great advice because I think you're better off to show up more often and just allow people to, again, be an insider to your business rather mm-hmm. than work behind the scenes and pop out one, pop your head out once a month and say, hey, I've got this product going on, even if it does mean sometimes that you don't follow through. But that's the nature of entrepreneurship. And if you can be really honest and talk about that as well, saying, hey, I tried this thing. It didn't work. I'm moving on Mm -hmm. to the next thing. Then that's fine as well. So thank you so much. That's such a great insight to share. And I think that's really good advice for anyone who is building a business. Um, But then along with kind of putting yourself out there so much, obviously you have to be super vulnerable often. And, you know, as women, sometimes we don't always have the highest of confidence and you already spoke about Mm -hmm. how you've been through quite a self-love journey. Do you even now to this day when you're putting so much of yourself out online struggle with confidence or imposter syndrome? So I used to for sure. And I, I don't anymore. Honestly, I think I'm completely rid of myself of that. I feel super confident in everything I put out now. Um, and it's, it's a good place to be in, to be honest. It's really good place. I think it's a lot of mindset, working through your mindset, 
but just knowing that everything doesn't have to be perfect. Um, but as long as I'm serving people, I think I'm good. And not everyone's going to like me. I know for me, you know, if you watch me on live, I'm a very excited, overly energetic person. And some people I just really doesn't connect with, which is totally fine. So I get negative feedback on, on um, me being too excited. Like I'm overly excited. I'm like, okay, well, that's just who I am. So, yeah. I mean, even that, it still doesn't break my confidence because I know who I am and that is all that matters because the people that are going to buy the profit plan allowed to people that are going to buy those profit calls are people that really connect with me and understand that, you know, that's who I am and I can serve them because I'm like that, you know? Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, just to take a step back then as well, because it sounds like based on our conversation that you really have come so far on your journey from where you were with a lot of like confidence issues, self-doubt and, you know, not really loving yourself. What kind of work, what mindset work did you put in place to get to where you are now? Okay. I don't, it's definitely mindset, but I think also it's the people I was surrounding myself with. So, you know, I am from the South here in the States and I'm telling you here, we do not ask people for money. Like if you are taking, it is as if you were, I was told that I was stealing people's money because I was offering web design services and I was only charging $300 for a custom website, Erin. And I was told I was stealing people's money. I was charging so low. I didn't think I was worth it or valuable enough to even make that $300. How could I take someone's $300 even though I'm giving them 40 to 50 hours of my time, right? I mean, it was, it was insane. And so I think what I had to do to shift my mindset was this. I had to kind of stop talking to my family for a bit, to be honest. And I had to even be careful with my husband who doesn't, he doesn't understand the entrepreneur. He, well, he didn't. He's now so supportive and great. But at the beginning, I mean, he didn't understand anything about online entrepreneurship, how it worked. Can you blame him? Like who does, right? Yeah. And so I had to distance myself from people that were I'm super close with that I lived with. I had to be really careful. And instead I replaced those people with podcasts like Gary Vaynerchuk. That was a big one. I was listening to Gary V every single day. I was surrounding myself with entrepreneurs that were making millions of dollars in their business and detecting how they talked to themselves, how they viewed themselves. And I would apply it to me. And I would tell myself, I am worthy. I am beautiful. You know, for a long time, I even struggled with my skin. I had really bad skin. And thankfully, I actually hired a beauty esthetician that completely fixed my problem. But before then, I wouldn't go on live video because I thought, oh, I'm not beautiful enough, you know? And you kind of just have to have like that kick in the butt from Gary. <laughs> it's yeah. like, uh, no, yeah. you, you just need to do it. Like, why are you waiting? And I had to tell myself that I had to give myself repeat some mantras over and over again. It was a lot of mindset work for sure, but it was a, it was a lot of who's actually in my ears because whoever's coming in my ears is going in my brain. And that is my mindset, which is affecting everything. Oh my God. I love that so much. And you know, the content that you consume and the people that you surround yourself with are two of the main contributors to how you live your life. And you really need to be able to analyze both of those two areas and be very strategic about what you're allowing into your space if you really want to grow. So that's such an amazing story. Thank you so much for sharing. 
Of course. Um, so just before we do finish up, the one thing that I really wanted to speak to about today, I think we covered so much amazing stuff and didn't really <laughs> get to the main purpose of what I wanted to talk about, but that's natural with this podcast. Um, but one thing I really kind of wanted to talk about, because as a personal brand, networking, collaborations, putting yourself out there, pitching yourself, all of that is so necessary for the growth of your business and your brand itself. And you've had some amazing guests on your podcast. You also put together the Radiancy summit with Liz and it was just so incredible how you brought all of these amazing people together do you what what's your kind of process for reaching out to people is it is it just a cold pitch that you send an email or is it making friends first how do you go about getting people onto your podcast yeah so for me and I'm not saying this is the most professional approach but this is what I do since I do have an Instagram following I kind of leverage that and like let's say I want to air on the show and I've never met Aaron in my life and I was like oh my gosh I love Aaron I really want her on my show so what I'm going to do is I'm going to follow her on Instagram I'm going to look at her stories I'm going to reply to one with a genuine uh, reply to her story and then we're gonna have a conversation or something because she's gonna go oh wow she has over fourteen thousand followers so she must be somewhat legit to talk to you know like you kind of have to have that um leverage behind yeah. you yeah. yeah and so that definitely helps but then they'll have a conversation with me and so from there i'll be like oh my gosh i just looked at your profile and i love what you're all about i would love to have you on the show what's your email i can send you a schedule link so from there i have a canned email that i send to their email with a schedule link and then we just follow up and then we cup on zoom, blah, blah, blah. blah. Um, and then from there, that's when I really connect with them. And I just try to follow up with that relationship. I think, I think it's super important to, and I love that about podcasting too, is because you can bring people, you have a media platform, so you can bring amazing, incredible people like Aaron and my gosh, Amber and lions and like all these amazing people onto your show connect with them have a great conversation and then that's networking right yeah absolutely absolutely um and so just there's two things I kind of want to touch upon here first of all so for someone who maybe doesn't have a large audience then um do you think it's possible for them to still do the same maybe is it is it just reaching out and just kind of hoping for the best. How would you, what would your advice be to someone who kind of wanted to do what you're doing but hasn't built up that audience maybe on Instagram yet? Oh, that's that's such a great question. Okay, so for this, I would say so look at that person that you're trying to get on your podcast. What do they want out of it? Right. So for me, they see that I have I have social proof. So they know that they're gonna get good media exposure. But for you, let's say you don't have the following yet, what are they gonna get out of it? Because people are selfish. At the end of the day, people just want what's best for themselves for the most part. And so you have to think, what kind of value could I provide them? That might be you spending extra hours or you doing you're promoting their business in some way with maybe you'll say you'll spend fifty dollars on advertisement for the uh, for the show or, you know, something, something that lets them know, Hey, I am so in it for you. I want to do whatever I can for you. Um, I know Gary V talks about like doing video editing for free for like a YouTuber or something to get a, get a spot on someone else's YouTube channel. This is kind of the same concept, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And something just, just for the, um, for everyone listening, uh, an idea that I think is really great to add there as well is often, 
yes, obviously people want to go on to shows where it's going to be leverageable for them. If the other person has an audience, that's kind of how collaboration works. But mm-hmm. sometimes even just showing up with a really awesome idea is a really great way to get to people. Yeah. And the only way that you're going to know what idea is going to be awesome to them is to do their research. So say, for example, and you know, this might be way too high of a person, but say, for example, we wanted to interview Tony Robbins, coming to him with an idea of maybe something that he's he, he's passionate about but doesn't speak about a lot or something that you think he could have a really interesting perspective on that, you know, he would be interested in. So maybe because generally when you are a thought leader in the industry or you've positioned yourself in some way, you get interviewed for the same thing over and over again. And that's fine. That, that's the whole part of mastering and having a personal brand. But if you could maybe come to them with a different angle, and do your research to understand what that angle could be is another way you could really reach out to those people as well. Love that. So just the last question that I do have then, obviously, you know, you said you've got this amazing technique for reaching out to people and it really is networking and building relationships. Mm -hmm. Have you had a lot of people who've kind of maybe just not reciprocated your response on Instagram or maybe just not wanted to book in and jump on the podcast with you? And if so, how do you kind of handle that? So for my podcast, I've never had anyone decline me, but um, I have had, so I've pitched myself on people's podcasts and I have had people say no to, I've had, you know, a lot of people say no to me uh, from that because they didn't, I don't know. I mean, there's so many reasons why they wouldn't want me on there and that's fine. And so I've had to get over that. At first it was kind of a sting. I took it a little bit personally as I feel like we kind of always default to, but I had to realize, okay, that might not be meant to be like, what if, I don't know, what if that wasn't aligned? Like what if that interview would have gone really bad and it would have embarrassed me or, you know, I try to think of it that way. Um, but I think the big thing is having more of an abundance mindset instead of a scarcity mindset. So Instead of saying, oh my gosh, I didn't get this interview, which means that this is this many audience size that I potentially lost. Like, don't think of it like that. Think of it as there are so many interviews you could do. And that one didn't, that one declined you. But you know what? Another one, there's an abundance mindset. So another one is going to replace that. It's no big deal. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And so do you pitch yourself quite regularly then to go on to podcasts? Is that something like a part of what you do to grow your business? No, I don't. Um, I went through a week or two where I did, where I pitched myself a lot. Now I'm not doing it as much because I have to be careful. I, I really evaluated what I'm spending my time on. So, you know, if I only work, want to work three to four days a week, I have to really evaluate, okay, is that worth my time? And so for that, I was spending way too long pitching myself. So I thought, okay, that might not be worth my time in the end. Um, but I think what I'm going to be doing now is building up to those big interviews, you know? So maybe even recording a video for a big podcast show and about why they should have me on the show and what I can bring to their audience and then replying to them on Instagram for three months, you know, like building a really big pre-launch to getting on their show. (laughs) So really, and I think that's such a great lesson to even finish off. It's just with anything in business, really thinking about what's going to give you the most out of your buck, basically what's going to give you the biggest Mm -hmm. bang for your buck and really playing the long game to get yourself there. And that doesn't just apply to pitching yourself. It applies to all of the projects and tasks you're spending your time on in your business. Yes. 
Thank you so much. That was such a great insight. It was so lovely to get to know you a little bit more. Um, but to get you to know you a little bit more, we do obviously have our game. <laughs> first thought where I'm going to ask you a series of questions and I do ask that you answer them with the first thought that does come to your mind so we can get to know you a little bit better. But as I said, Doreen, nothing's incriminating here. Okay, <laughs> oh gosh, here we go. All right. Who is your number one idol? Gary Vee. Oh, really? What is yeah. your absolute favorite book? Oh, my gosh. Um, high, high Performance Habits. Oh, good one, good one. What did you yeah. have for lunch today? Kel salad. Mm, yeah. If you were a dog, what type of dog would you be? Oh, Yorkie, for sure. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> if you could teleport anywhere in the world right now, where would you go? Uh, oh, my gosh. Switzerland. Oh, nice. What would you rather give up, your phone or your computer? Phone. Tea or coffee? Neither. Really? <laughs> Smoothie. Oh. Smoothie. Yeah. <laughs> if, you, if they were going to make a documentary about your life, who would play you? What actor? Oh, my gosh. Leighton Meester, please. <laughs> I love that. And what is something that you are really bad at? Uh, oh, my gosh. Something I'm really bad at. Maybe talking too much. <laughs> no, that's not bad. <laughs> that's a good thing when you're a podcaster. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Awesome. Thank you so much. It was absolutely lovely to talk to you. If you want to let everyone know what you've got going on at the moment and where they can find you. Of course. Well, come hang out with me definitely on Instagram. Uh, my Instagram handle is just Profit Planner. And then also come hang out with me inside the Profit Planner Lounge. You can get a dollar trial for 30 days. So if you want to go to profitplanner.co slash trial, and I'll also give Erin the link for the show notes, but if you want to go to profitplanner.co slash trial, you can get 30 days in there for a dollar um, and create your own profit plan. Get access to the 90-day profit system, the SOA method, all that awesome stuff for just a dollar. I love that. Thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you. Well, guys, I don't know about you, but that was seriously so inspirational. Chatting to Haley, she's such an incredible human being. She's such an incredible entrepreneur. And she really is an example that regardless of age, you can absolutely smash it in this online entrepreneurial world. You just got to put your head down, make it work for you, figure out your strengths, figure out your weaknesses, play to those strengths, and just keep moving forward, all while developing your self-love and happiness, of course. Thanks so much to Haley for joining me on the show. I hope everyone loved the episode. Don't forget to reach out to Haley and connect with her on Instagram. Thanks so much for listening and enjoy the rest of your day. So that is it, my dear friend, for today's episode. I really, really hope that it was valuable to you. I really hope that you got some information that you can take away to really start growing a profitable and memorable personal brand and just show up for life being unapologetically yourself. I would be super, super grateful if you could take just a couple of moments of your time to leave me a review on iTunes and subscribe to the podcast if you have not already. I really appreciate you listening today. Thank you so much. And I will see you in the next episode. Hold up. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 